We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com. I'm Shannon McEwen, hosting from Rotowire HQ in Madison, Wisconsin. And here is Ken K-Train Kreitz calling in from the Green Mountain State. Hello, Shannon. Even though you're fed up, you got to keep your head up. And happy Friday. Happy Friday, Ken. Uh, glad to be doing another show with you. Uh, the Fantasy Basketball Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Please rate and review us, subscribe, share with your friends, listen with your mother, all that good stuff. All right, so today's show, we are going to jump into a bunch of the recent news, um, and, and then then we're going to dive into the Rotowire Staff Keeper League auction, which was last night. Um Ken and myself, we're, we're both members as well as other hosts of the podcast. Uh, DJ, DJ intern trainer, James Anderson. And, West Coast uh, Conference kid, Anderson. West Coast Conference kid. Um, and also Eric Katuri, who 
I'm not sure how much podcasting he's doing nowadays, but he, he's been on the show quite a bit the past few years. So we'll, we'll go over, take a look at some of the results, and, and make fun of a lot of the picks. Did you know Eric also leads our cricket coverage? I did know that. Um, yeah. Multifaceted, I, renaissance man. He loves cricket. He loves cricket. Um, <laughs> all I know about cricket is uh, the cricket bat in Spinal Tap. How the the manager always walks around with the cricket bat. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I have. That's essentially the only thing I know about cricket as well. <laughs> I've never watched the game. I don't understand it. I know. I believe some games can last like multiple, like six, seven days, and the score will be <laughs> 180 to 130. So I, I have right. no idea. What What do you pack if you're going to a cricket game? Like just. 14 bags of luggage and food for, I, I don't know. It, seem, it, seems like, it seems like you probably need to bring a tent. It's like going to like a big music festival or something. That's how I would imagine it. <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> All right, so we are going to be covering tons of stuff in the podcast. Um, you know, Ken's, Ken's got a weekly article uh, this week, and next we'll still be talking a little bit of draft stuff, uh, rankings and whatnot, and we'll be mixing some pop culture um, you know, next once the season tips off next week, we'll, we'll also talk a lot of season long um, team management, waiver wire pickups, uh, and, and DFS plays. Uh, Friday's a big night for DFS, so we'll be focusing on some value picks for that night. If you ever want us to cover anything specific or answer a question um, on the show, hit us up on Twitter at Roto Shannon and at Ken Kreitz. Um, so that that's what we do. That's what we hope to accomplish on the show. Um, DFS, as I mentioned, is going to be a big part of the show. Uh, with that in mind, I'm going to tell you a little bit about DraftKings. Fantasy basketball hasn't launched. Actually, this is a lie. Fantasy basketball has launched on DraftKings. They're uh, they're running preseason contests right now. Have you joined any yet, Ken? I have not. I I uh, uh, a little intimidated by the uh, preseason games. Uh, trying to figure out minutes and health. Of course, all that news is on RotoWire. If I wanted to dive into it, a little more focused on the uh, well, last night's big auction, of course. Yeah, yeah. I I did a couple contests um, for the preseason basketball, um, just some small entry level, and it, it's it's not like fa- it's not like preseason football where you play the fourth str- where you play the fourth fourth string quarterback of the Green right. Bay Packers. You know. I, but I still was trying to get cute. It's like, oh, Alfred Payton sitting? I'm going to start C.J. Watson tonight. Or, <laughs> or Tony, Tony Parker sitting? I'm going to start Ray McCallum. And C.J. Watson might be the definition of overthinking things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I totally failed miserably, and I'm going to wait. I'll probably play one or two this weekend. Um, but I'm ex- super excited for, for the Tuesday night tip-off and DFS action on DraftKings. Uh, before then, though, you can get into their Millionaire Maker. Um, we got Week 7 coming up. Can, can Philip Rivers throw for another 500 yards? Over exceeds, exceeds 65 attempts that he had last week. Uh, yeah, I, I, I doubt it. I think he's a great play this weekend, but I doubt he does what he did last uh, last Sunday. But, yeah, over a million bucks going to the winner. Um, definitely get in there, sign up, use promo code ROTOHOOPS. R O T O H O O P S, and uh, you can get a, you can get a free entry with that. 
uh, if you're a first-time user. So go sign up, play DraftKings. Once the season starts, we'll have uh, picks for you, and hopefully, actually, you can play against us in contests as well. I'm, I'm diving in this week into preseason. I, I uh, wasn't fully aware they had preseason hoops. That's, that's a lot. It sounds like a lot of fun, and frankly, yeah, deeper rosters, but try not to overthink things. Tonight, tonight might be the last night for, for preseason, so check the schedule and, and get in there. Um, so that, that's our DraftKings. Remember, it's not fantasy, fantasy as usual. It's DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Okay, that, that worked, right? Yeah, that was absolutely. Good enough, good enough for you. Absolutely. Right. Sorry that, that everyone had to sit through that. Um, again, it'll become more and more natural the, the more episodes Ken and I do together. Welcome uh, to the big time. Oh, see, we need, we need to have you doing the read. <laughs> Next week, I'm doing the read. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. All right. That's, that's the plan, then. You, you hop in there for that last little note. I'll take it. I'll okay. take it after Roto Hoops. Sounds good. All right. Let's cut to the news, good sir. Good sir. And I'll, I'll start things off. Tariq Evans, uh, who was already uh, supposed to miss, I think it was four to six weeks, um, is now looking at being out six to eight weeks, which is pretty brutal for the Pelicans since they've already got uh, Holiday on a 15-minute restriction, the 15 minutes per game restriction, and Norris Cole is out. Shannon, what do you make of this extended absence from Mr. Evans? Well, I, I feel bad for I feel bad for any of the guy any of the guys who sorry, I'm having mic issues here. Um, Alright, ha- I feel bad for anybody who drafted Tyreek Evans early, um, but I do think there's there's one thing that's going to come from this, and it's that, that Drew Holiday minutes limit. A 15-minute limit was already ridiculous. I get that they want to keep him healthy, but I don't expect that limit to to basically last very long. You know, If it does last for the first week or two of the regular season, okay, but I can't imagine that they prolong it. I, I mean, they're going to need him to step up and be a thirty-minute a guy, a thirty-minute a game guy, very, very soon. True, true. You know what I'm excited about? I'm not, and uh, you know he was kind of a DFS darling at times. I just think the association is better with Nate Robinson in it. I love to watch Nate. I love the good Nate Robinson and the bad. You know, he's just such a mercurial, mercurial player, and so I love any scenario where Nate the Great is getting some minutes. Uh, you know, he should be the cover of NBA League Pass because uh, I just think he's hysterical. You know, don't frankly want him on my competing NBA team, but I do want to see him play just for the sheer joy and entertainment of it. Uh, so, you know, Nate might be a fun DFS play if they really stick to that 15-minute uh, restriction on holiday and with Cole's injury, and someone's got to play the minutes there, right? Yeah, on the DFS end, I can definitely see, you know, Nate Robinson having – Having some value on certain nights, especially there might be nights that they, if it's the second half of back to back, they sit Drew Holiday. Those oh, are yeah. those are the type of nights that I would want to target Nate Robinson. Shannon McEwen, resident DFS expert, clearly uh, giving good advice on the back to backs. Very nice. I like that point. Uh, moving to Minnesota. Last week we talked about oh, big news! Zach Levine is now starting, and that plan has already been been scrapped <laughs> now there's talk of wiggins moving to shooting guard and one of your old favorites and when i say old i mean old favorites 
Tayshaun Prince possibly <laughs> starting, as well as maybe Shabazz Muhammad uh, starting at small forward now that Wiggins goes to shooting guard. Uh, does this seem crazy to you? It doesn't because I, I actually think Levine's better with that. Um, he's better with that second unit. He's better as a backup point guard and backup shooting guard. Like he could basically back up both positions. He can still get lots of run off the bench doing that. It just he doesn't have a three point shot. He's really been struggling with his shot all preseason. That starting lineup for Minnesota needs somebody who can stretch the floor. Now. And, and that's where I get that's where I get into the craziness of this is uh as old as Kevin Martin is Kevin Martin is at least he can sh- who is going to stre- who's going to space things out for this T-Wolves team. Well that that's the thing. I mean and Andrew Wiggins he he will eventually have a nice three-point shot. Um I think we'll sh- we'll see strides there this year. Um but he's not a knockdown three-point shooter yet. Um Tayshaun Prince has always been more of a mid-range guy. He's not he's not a great three-point shooter. Um, and he's 107 exactly. or 108 years old. Ta- Tayshaun Prince, Prince and Kevin Garnett are just kind of like placeholder veteran influences. Even if they get – even if they're name starters, I can't see them playing more than 20 minutes a game. Um, and even 20 minutes a game seems like I, – I feel like no, – th- They will collapse. They will collapse <laughs> gasping for air if either plays 20 minutes a game. Exactly. Will, exactly. So I, Shabazz Muhammad is the guy who's – way more interesting now if he if he's a starter um he's been more he's more of a a drive guy he's he actually can work the low post really well he's not he's not big he's just small forward but uh he's a strong dude and he's got uh, kind of an unorthodox left-handed approach um he does a pretty good job posting up and, and getting easy buckets in that five to ten foot range um from the hoop but I was at the Minnesota-Milwaukee preseason game earlier this week, and I saw him knock down a three-pointer, and it looked damn good. I haven't, I haven't checked his preseason stats, see how many he's knocking down, but if he's able to knock down three-pointers, he could stick in that starting rotation and have a nice impact. Oh, they are so desperate for outside shooting. Yeah, he, you know, uh, uh, let's see, last year he made 20 threes, uh, and we're, we've got him triple, uh, doubling that to about 40 but uh, certainly the minutes boots of boost of starting, and if he can, yeah, show any consistency from outside, they would absolutely love to have somebody who can hit something from outside. That'd be fantastic. Yes. Uh, in other no- news, or I should say, more upcoming news, Terrence Jones, power forward for Houston, he's supposed to return and finally play in a preseason game for the Rockets, uh, as the concussion protocol that he was in uh, apparently is coming to a close. And I think that's enormous news in Houston. He was a beast last year before he had those weird leg issues. Last year, I think it was roughly 20, 21 games. He played 27 minutes per uh, 12 points, almost seven rebounds, an assist, 1.8 blocks a game, which we absolutely loved, and chipped in with some threes. You know, the, the Josh Smith is out in L.A. Demo is having some serious back problems. Uh, and Jones knows how to play that spread the floor Rockets offense. I think he just has huge upside heading into the season. But am I overreacting, Mr. McEwen? No, I, I love Terrence Jones. Um, you know what he's been able to do the past two seasons with just like 27 minutes of run. It's been really impressive. So if that ever gets bumped up to a true full time role where he's getting 32 plus minutes, 
I mean, you're looking at a guy who's going to be 14, 15 points, you know, eight, nine rebounds. And I think he has it in him to hit a three pointer per game. He hasn't got there yet. I mean, it's been about, it was about 0.4 three pointers per game each the past two seasons. But I, th- I think he has that capability. He also blocks shots, which is great. So, you know, th- those combo guys who can block shots and hit threes, I know you love them, Ken. And, yep. and, and he's one of them. Um, he's one of them. On top of being a double-double threat. Uh, one, th- one thing I've always kind of noticed about Terrence Jones, um, specific to to uh, DFS play, is his home-road splits. Um, this mm. happened last year, and this was also uh, in 2014. Um, it was the same thing. Um, he he's so much better at home. Like I, I'm talking about, averages like four more points per game at home. His shooting nice. percentage is like 12, 12, 12 percentage points higher. So if I play him in DFS, it's only when he's at home. Oh, I like that nugget of information. Fantastic. And you know he's only twenty three years old. I mean, there's still plenty of ceiling. You know, he's going into his fourth uh, season. He seems like he's been discussed forever, but. Uh, um, yeah, plenty of upside, plenty of upside. Yeah, and you talked about him a little bit in your uh, rebound and rant column this week. So everyone check that out. Uh, Ken, Ken posts a hilarious and insightful column each week, rebound and rant on rotowire.com. Um, if you want to hear about awesome players like Terrence Jones and also watch some silly videos and such, uh, Ken's your go-to guy. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, so you know, I, I, I'll, I'll share one nugget from the column. Remember Sam Cassell's big ball dance? Yeah, yeah, of course. So it came out this summer in a Zach Lowe interview uh, that when he hit one of those clutch Game Seven shots in I think it was '07 to beat the Kings to make it finally to the Western Conference Finals with a young Kevin Garnett on that roster, Flip Saunders said that. He actually hurt his hip doing his big ball dance, and that's why he missed that whole Western Conference final, leaving them with, like, no point guards to play at all, and they got crushed. Um, but I found that interesting, and Flip said he thinks about that dance every day. <laughs> well, as, as a man who, every time I dance, it's basically a big ball dance, I can tell <laughs> you that it does, it does cause injury. So you have to be careful. You have a beautiful big ball dance. <laughs> All right, with that, Shannon, I think that's about it for for, uh, current news. How about we shift to last night's auction? Um, Do you want to talk about your squad first here, sir? Yeah, let's do it. Um, So anyone who listened to the show last week probably picked up on on my love affair with Myers Leonard. Um, He was my strategy heading into the auction. Um, Foolishly, he was my strategy. So... Um, we, we have a $160 auction, 12 team keeper league. Um, I had, I had about a hundred dollars, which was one of the, uh, higher amounts. Um, my, my strategy was kind of, I never go for those big dollar guys. Uh, the guys who cost 40, 50, $60, um, guys in that range last night, Anthony Davis, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, you know they're great players, and they're they're gonna they're gonna be very productive for your fantasy team. But when you're talking about a hundred and sixty dollar budget, that's just way too much money for me to devote to one player. You know we've got however many roster spots to fill, fourteen or whatever the starters are that we bid on. 
and I like to spread that money out more evenly. Well, um, and then and when teams start to tank, and it, by the way, this is a hyper competitive. Uh, frankly, not as much fun as it should be. Uh, Shannon, you and I need to do a lot more uh, trash talking or at least uh, beer encouraging in this league. But uh, um, you know, uh, come December, even some guys just call it a day and say, "I'm going to aim for next year." And a lot of those big money guys are suddenly available because they know they're not going to keep them for for next year at that super high salary. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Marcus Aldridge, those are all guys who were moved before the trade deadline last year. Sir um, Tabaka? Yeah, yep. So that's exactly. You're going to see a lot of those high dollar. If, if those teams are in the bottom third of the league, they're going to move those high, high salary players. Um, so that's another reason why I just want to have a competitive team and then I'll trade for one of those guys midseason. Um, as far as the trash talking goes, this is where it's going to happen, Ken. We're going to do it on this podcast. We're going to get. We're going to give regular updates on the standings. We have, you know, there's like four or five podcast hosts that are in the league. So, you know, you listeners, you, you know who a lot of these guys are. Um, we'll tell you how crappy they're doing in the league. All right. So excellent. let's let's hop on. I'm going to discuss my team specifically. Um, like I said, I, I my plan was foolishly to get Myers Leonard. I cared about almost nothing else. Um, and, and there's, you can only bid on your starting lineup. So we have two centers and a forward center spot. When I was doing my research on CBS, where we held the auction, it only had Leonard listed as a center. So the entire time I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can't bid on any (laughs) other center. I'm already keeping two centers in the center spots. And then you open the Leonard pop-up window eventually, which shows eligibility. Nope. I had already opened. Never did. No, I opened that before the draft. When I queued up all my players, I had that open. And it It shows forward and eligibility. I'm looking at it right now. I know. I know it says that now. In the draft room, (laughs) I promise you, in the draft room, when I checked it and did my research, it listed him only as a center. Because I was going through and checking and see which players are going to be eligible at forward, which are at center. Because I there are tons of rookies. You got Willie Cauley Stein, you know Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Jahil Okafor. They're all these dudes who I wanted at center. But I loved Myers Leonard so much, I thought I had to hold that forward center spot for him. Um, is Katie is is your wife Katie cool with the Myers Leonard poster you've got up in the master bedroom? He's a handsome dude, so she hasn't complained about it yet. You know, he's got his shirt off. Um, it hasn't been a problem. I'm, so, I'm gonna send you. Maybe I should send you a jersey, dude. I I would wear it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I ended up getting Myers Leonard. He was he was my second to last guy. I held out for as long as possible. Um, but but I I held I passed on so many players I loved, um, which was extremely painful. Usually I don't have that patience. Um, I can't hype up Myers Leonard enough. The dude was a 50-40-90 guy last year. He rebounds way better than people think. Uh, he can knock down threes. We're talking about a seven-foot dude who can knock down threes. He's, I think he's going to be fantastic this year. Um, I, will, I, will, uh, I should have prefaced that by saying I loved Kelly Olenek last year, and that didn't work out too well. Um, but I think Myers Leonard is a different breed. I think he's going to get the 28 to 30 minutes game and dominate in Portland. 
God. Well, I, I think you'll be extremely excited if you can improve on that 0.25 blocks a game. To me, that's kind of the question mark. But you know, you're, you're playing him at forward, not center, so you're not leaning on him. You're getting blocks from Chandler and Lopez, so um, you're not leaning on him for blocks. But that's where if yeah, he's hitting trays with all those fantastic percentages um, and he improves those blocks, yeah, you're loving life. You're loving and- life. A couple other guys I got. I didn't spend the most I spent on anyone was twenty five dollars. I got Lamarcus Aldridge for that. I expect him to take a step back in San Antonio. You know, there's just more people to share the ball with. But twenty five dollars is an absolute steal for him. Uh, nice com- price. Yeah, nice price. Compar- comparable players in this auction were going for thirty thirty five bucks. So I was very happy with that. I got Ty Lawson for twenty. Um, everyone else is fifteen bucks or less. Uh, Ty Lawson for twenty. Lawson was an interesting bid war. I did not think you'd have to even go to 20. Um, but clearly the consensus with the Rotowire experts is he's going to have a nice bounce back season in Houston. Yeah, I do. I think he's a perfect fit with the Rockets. Um, also, in this league, you'll find um, – I've been in a few more years than you, and you'll find the point guards become – point guards are a rare commodity. Oh, and, any and league. Yeah, yeah, you got to jump on the point. So guards, point guards, point guards, dollar values are, are they're inflated. So they're you know, I mean, I went fifteen on Trey Burke. I don't. I'm a Michigan fan, and I still don't love Trey Burke. I just I love the fact that uh, Dante Exum's hurt all year, and Trey Burke has exactly. to play. It, and 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 the shooting a little better this preseason. I mean, that's his Achilles heel. Is he's got to get that shooting percentage over forty, forty one percent. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, very small sample size, but at least shooting well the preseason. So let let me ask you, Ken. Is uh, there anyone from my team? Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we leave your squad, I have one question. Okay. So I've seen your office with the fantastic Joe Dumars and Isaiah Tom Thomas fatheads, you know, life size. When does either come down for your Stanley Johnson fathead? Not surprised at all when you went up to seven bucks on the Detroit rookie. Uh, what do you see for Stanley this year? I'm. I actually have modest expectations. I was. I was upset when they passed on Justice Winslow for Stanley Johnson. Um, you know, I have friends who are very high on the guy. Um, he has looked really good this preseason, and in summer league as well. Um, Nor has Win and Winslow has not. He has it's, not. He has not. Sam. Yeah, exactly. But the. I mean, I, it was actually a a byproduct of the lack. The lack of options at the forward position at that time of the auction. Um, mm. I had I had two forward pos- positions to fill, and I he was one of the top guys I had on my board. So I just I was like, all right, to hell with it. I'll get my piston uh, fanboy fix in and get Stanley <laughs> Johnson. It's not too surprising. I mean, I'm I always end up with one piston. Uh, you know, whether it's you know it, it was KCP in years past, Greg Monroe, Drummond, whoever it is. Um, I'm happy to take the flyer on Johnson at seven dollars. Um, there are a ton of other rookies. I'm disappointed I missed out on. If again, Myers Leonard, if I would have known he was forward eligible, I would have got in. Okafor went for like five bucks. Uh, Towns did go for over twenty, but uh, Cully Stein went for cheap. Tons of those rookies went for very very cheap. So disappointed yeah. about that. Yeah. Is there uh, is there anybody on my team you want to make fun of me? For selecting, ooh, I, you know, I'd already moved on to my squad. Uh, well, I guess the Stanley Johnson. Uh, you know, I don't. 
I, I like having him on the roster. Ideally, you'd rather keep him in that development uh, level we have, where you, the D League keep rookies. That's where I've got Frank Kaminsky. But uh, no, I mean, I love how you. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Where you cannot overspend on superstars. Like stars and scrubs is the rookie approach to an NBA auction league. I, I'm with you. Avoid. Uh, I'm also with you. You know, there's always articles about who's up and down. Uh, and so LaMarcus Aldridge, because of his move to San Antonio, in a lot of um, popular press, they said, oh, expect less from Aldridge this year. But, you know, in auction leagues, you price it just for that. And so getting him at 25 bucks, I think, is fantastic. Um, I've already mocked you for the absurd uh, man crush you have on Myers Leonard. So I think we can move on. All right. All right. And I... I- <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say with the like the stars and scrubs approach, it can work in some leagues. The the problem with this league is you have a limited salary cap and people spend as if it's like a three hundred dollar salary cap. So <laughs> yeah. you know, they they spend as if they've got a hundred or hundred and fifty dollars more than what they actually do on those stars. So that that's the problem I have with Well and with, you're not in an expert league, you're not sneaking any scrubs by that no one else also knows exactly, it's, it's undervalued. It's, you know? Myers Leonard is the perfect um, example. There were like three of us that were waiting on him and seven right. I got him for seven. I wanted him for like two or three. I got him for seven because there was another guy whose max bid was seven dollars and he wanted Leonard as well. So Well, and that's an excellent transition to my awkward man crush uh, uh, on the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I waited on and then overspent for, which was Georgie Jang. You know, um, he, uh, I still think, is going to get a ton of minutes because there's no way Garnett and Pekovic stay healthy at all or are able to play much. Um, We'll see how well he plays with Towns, but... um, uh, I paid eleven bucks. I waited and waited and waited. I had only one more roster spot and eighteen bucks left. I was in some way I was ready to go higher if I had to, but I knew if I went higher, then I had to pay for more next year. If he, you know, assuming he continues to improve. Uh, in general, in general, uh, not crazy about my team. It's okay. I, I'm probably destined for another fifth place finish, just outside the money. Uh, a little frustrated. I went twenty. Uh, 20 bucks on Monta Ellis. Um, and I, I had on my notes I wanted Ellis or Conley. And I gave us, and then Conley went for 22 a few more picks later. Really would have preferred Conley at 22. Uh, more of a pure point guard. As you said, there's obviously a premium for point guards. Um, also, Monta Ellis moving into a new situation. And so there's just uncertainty there where. Uh, as Josh Lloyd pointed out in his contract year article, Conley's entering a contract year with Memphis. The roster is essentially the same. Uh, uh, you know exactly what you're going to get for him. I think 22 bucks is a steal. So really kicking myself. I just didn't have the money to pay for both Conley and Alice. Um, so I, I'm kind of kicking my little buyer's remorse on that one. Uh, I bid up Andre Iguodala from one to two dollars. The money isn't that big a deal. I, I thought someone else would jump in at three. The bigger problem was that's when we were running out of roster spots. And in our crazy league, you can't spend money on your reserves, so you actually have to watch like a hawk your last few open spots so you can spend all your money. And I made the classic mistake of uh, 
bidding up Iggy, hoping someone else would dive in, and then I got stuck with him. The roster, so, the roster spots are almost harder to manage than the, the actual you know dollars, the salary right. dollars, right? <laughs> right, right. It's like you waiting forever to save that spot for Leonard. Uh, I made the opposite mistake. I should have been saving some spots, and I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, later, later, I got C.J. Miles and even Kyle O'Quinn later in the reserves draft. I'll probably play ahead of Iggy, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, the Ig- Iguodala, anyone who is thinking they're going to get NBA Finals Iguodala during the regular season, you're not. Um, crazy. You know, he's not going to play that well during the regular season. He hasn't the last couple of years. Um, I would expect production more along the lines of what we saw during the regular season last year, which was not that great. Um, no, no, it's big name, but sixth man kind of level. Actually, he's getting decent minutes at 26, 27. But, yeah, you're looking at uh, eight points, three boards, three assists, which used to be a lot higher for him. He used to be one of those forwards who contribute with other stats with the th- you know, he used to be in the five or six neighborhood for assists, but he's down to three. His steals are good, not great at 1.2 per. Doesn't really get any blocks anymore. Does hit a three, but also kills you in free throw percentage. So in Roto, his uh, 60% from the field. Luckily, he doesn't take that many, but it's going to hurt to help you. Yeah. And, and with that lack of points to also have uh, percentage issues. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've already shopped him in some trades. <laughs> for like five hours into the completion of the draft, I'm already like, how do I dump Iguodala? There's a, you know, I, I do. I think you did a pretty good job. Um, I'm, I'm a big Gorgie Jang fan as well. Um, another player I saw in person the other night, and he looked fantastic against the Bucks. Um, he was taking people off the dribble from the three-point line and, and driving all the way to the hoop. Um, drilling, taking three-point shots, drilling them. I was amazed. Like I, I never knew the guy had this in him. Um, I, I expect him to be really good. It would have been great if you didn't have other people bidding on him and you got him for cheaper than $11, yeah. um, which it looked like you would have uh, based on how the auction was going. But, yeah, I, I like the guy a lot, and I'm actually, after seeing him play in person this week, I'm way higher on him because – there was just a skill set that I didn't see in him the previous couple years. I really think he's going to develop into a much better player, um, and he's already been there with rebounds and blocks. But offensively, I mean, he just he looked like a changed man. Fantastic. Well, I hope I see it this season. That's great. Well, so there you go, live scouting at the Cole Center, I believe, the Madhouse of Madison. It was at the Cole Center, about 50 yards be behind the office, the road yeah, office. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. You know, the Monte Ellis, um, $20 isn't that bad. I agree. I would have rather had Conley. I was going to get in on Conley as well. Um, but once it got over 20, I backed out because I had Ty Lawson targeted, and my goal was to get Ty Lawson for cheaper. Um, yeah. You know, it, I ended up paying 20 for him, so it was about the same. I rather would have paid two extra dollars for, for Conley, frankly, um, especially in a roto, rotisserie league. Uh, Conley is just. An absolute stud when healthy in a rotisserie league because his percentages are so strong. Nice doesn't you know great assist to turnover ratio, all that good stuff. Um, let's see. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mock me for something. Though. I've got to mock you for something. So you got Frank the Tank in the reserve draft, which is amazing. 
Um, yeah, with all these Badgers, all these Badgers in the league, and I'm getting Frank, the, the Northwestern kids getting uh, Frank the Tank. That made no sense to me. There's not many. Um, there's not many top ten draft picks who last until the reserve draft. Usually, they go in the auction, right? Especially when you have <laughs> we had half. You know, half the uh, draft room was guys who were based here in Madison, which made it all the more crazy that Frank the Tank did not get drafted um, in the auction. So good job on that. That's I can't make fun of you for that. Uh, yeah, I CJ Miles. I think he's going to be decent. Iguodala. I I don't have a ton to make fun of you. Fun here. Um, you know, I the mean, thing with CJ Miles, also uh, a reserve draft. They're going to. They're not deep in Indiana. He's no. going to start at small forward when Paul George is playing power forward. But even when George does move back to small forward, he can't play the minutes this year that he used to play. I don't believe he's at that kind of level of conditioning yet. Plus, uh, you know, C.J. Miles will see some run at shooting guard as well, especially with when they occasionally have Monto at point. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just see him 26, 27 minutes. And how many, you know... 26 minute guys are available in your uh, you know in the leftover draft not that many and and he you know he did put 13 and a half points last year uh, he does hit, that again I'm he, very happy he's gonna hit threes I, now your team would be great if your keepers didn't suck but you know <laughs> that's the trash we're looking for which right. of my keepers do you have the most disdain for not oh. the rooster not the rooster no the rooster's the rooster is golden brother he's gonna be great <laughs> Right. Aaron Collision? That was a bad one, just because uh, I think he's he's done for. Yeah. Well, $1, but $1, and uh, and I'm, you, just, I'm obviously hoping Rondo, you know, just freaks out in Sacramento. Right, right. You know, or get into a fight in the parking lot or something. And Darren, right. it, but we'll see. All right, let's turn our attentions to um, the fun part of the show. We're going to make fun. Of fellow podcast hosts and their their auction teams, um, what they did last night. Let's start with James Anderson, pretty boy James, West Conference kid, wears flat billed hats and all. Um, <laughs> the J- James James one of those guys, you know, he's almost too smart for his own good. He drafted in the reserve draft. He drafted like four or five dudes who. I've never even heard of like they look like they're made up names um, who, you know, not real NBA players, just like <laughs> I don't know, names on the. When Insta- did Capella change his name? I backup center in Houston. I have no idea. That's it's now Clint and Dumba Capella. And I may be mispronouncing that. Well, most definitely. But <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I, James, James, you know, Amari Stoudemire, come on now. It's not, what? it's not 2001. Um, but <laughs> well, what about paying money for someone this, like that? Yes. The this Festivus is, for the rest of us. Festus Azili for $1. Now, this league isn't that deep. Yes, we draft four minor league guys or D league guys each. Um, but it's, it's a 12 team league. We start 14 guys. So it's not crazy deep. Festus Azili. Went in the auction. That makes no sense whatsoever. He has to be the lowest-ranked player other than, like, a guy like Devin Booker. But Devin Booker is a young guy who is n- not ranked on, on CBS. But Festus Azili, we know who he is. We know he's not good. 
Well, good help out defense. Oh, wait, this is fantasy. That doesn't help much. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know if James thought someone would bid $2 on Festus or if he really thinks Festus is just going to do good. There's just no way you can think that, though. So either. Well, he's clearly desperate for a third center. You do need to have a third center. Uh, but uh, I, don't, and I don't remember who was available, but somebody had to be available. And with, with, uh, with Steven Adams, John Henson, and Festus Azili as his three starting centers. Mm. Oh, James is hurting there. That uh, kind of reminds of the three-headed monster the Bulls used to roll out there when, in Jordan's heyday. You know, when it was hack anyone. When Bill Wennington, uh, uh, Luke Longley, and uh, Bill Cartwright. Dude, it's, it's like a, a younger version. I'm I'm looking at James's team right now, and it's an absolute shame that he just completely tanked his auction because he has Jimmy Butler for six bucks. He's got Russell Westbrook for thirty-two. Westbrook in the auction would have went for fifty bucks. He's got Paul George, Paul George for eighteen. Draymond Green for five dollars. Those dudes are all That's so good. undervalued and so great that I mean he could have just crushed things in the auction. But eh, oh well. Good, good news for us. Oh, well. Good news That's for right. us. Do not trust oh. James with your money. I'll tell you, he's a he's a shark in trades, though. He, I did the Greg Monroe Jimmy Butler deal, thinking Butler's shot temps would go down last year with Paul Gasol and Rose coming back, and boy was I ever wrong. So I do owe props to uh, West Conference kid for and then Greg Monroe. I thought contract year he's going to go all out. Frankly, did not uh, in Detroit. Um, that was a great trade. So I'm, I'm trash talking myself there. And it was, sadly, I deserve that. Uh, let's move on to DJ Trainer, uh, who owns the Banana Boat Squad. Has that nice picture of Wade and James on the and CJ uh, uh, and Chris Paul on the Banana Boat is his team icon. Uh, DJ, he of the podcast where they discussed he and Whalen discussed facial hair, riveting. Yeah riveting information <laughs> and i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty sure dj cannot grow facial hair so it <laughs> makes it all the more amusing that oh that the claws are coming out oh all right dj we're waiting for your for your reply uh i'll tell you he didn't spend much money on this but you know when he bid uh or brought up a nominated aaron aflalo who by all rights should get a lot of minutes in new york uh but clearly uh, skill diminishing skills. Uh, like literally 10 minutes prior, there was news about him hurting his hamstring in the preseason game. And I'm sitting there going, do I mention this? I mean, it's an automated draft room, so you can't bring back your nomination anyway. And he only spent two bucks. Uh, and I was thinking of a Flalo as a $1 flyer near the end only because he's going to play crazy minutes on that horrible Knicks team. But, it, you know, I backed off of that uh, when the hamstring uh, issue came out. So we'll see if uh, Aaron clearly uh, DJ had his phone off and not getting alerts when he nominated a, a Flalo. Uh who uh, strikes you as uh, interesting or maybe a stretch on Mr. Trainer's team. Well, you know, I'm okay. I'm actually okay with the Aflalo. Uh Two dollars is decent. I wasn't. I didn't want him, so I was letting him go. I was going to let him ride for two bucks. Um, the guy who really stood out to me was Randy Foy. Um, this might have been a situation where DJ just threw out Randy Foy at one dollar, 
because he wanted someone else to bid two or three dollars on him. But it was just complete crickets as soon as Randy Foy hit, <laughs> hit the hit the auction room. I, it was. I felt it, bad for Randy Foy, even though he couldn't possibly know what we were doing. And he's an it, player, so he's a good life. But I was like, wow, that's 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 sad. It was way too early in the draft to throw out a player like that. Like I felt everybody like, had money. Yeah, everybody yeah, every, had money. You know, everyone still had money. Um, it just to me, it 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 like like we mentioned earlier those the roster positions are harder to manage. And this is a scenario where you throw out a guy for a buck thinking somebody's going to bid two, and you get screwed because now you've got Randy Floyd filling one of your guard spots. And you don't have much roster space, so you, your cash becomes fairly, especially in a keeper league where what you pay has implications down the road. Suddenly you've got more cash than spots, and you're kicking yourself. I mean, it's kind of like my Iggy move. Uh, a lot of people talk about Gary Harris as the shooting guard in Denver, um, which would obviously be a problem for Mr. Foy. Uh, any thoughts on Gary Harris? D- DJ actually owns Gary Harris as well. He's got him as a minor league player. Um, I I personally, I think Gary Harris is going to be the guy. That That's one of the reasons why I don't like Foy. Um, Denver's yeah. rebuilding. Uh, you've got, got, you know, you've got Moudier, um, Gary Harris, they have other young players. Will Barton's going to factor into the rotation. So I, I don't think Foy's going to get as much run as he did last year. Um, For the life of me, I can't understand why a rebuilding Nuggets team would bench Harrison Barton to get Randy Foy minutes. It doesn't There's make. no upside in Randy Foy at all whatsoever. Exactly, exactly. I do. Yeah, we'll give DJ some props. Um, his team is mostly garbage, but um, <laughs> he does have Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, Andre Drummond, so he's got some interesting pieces, some some high production guys, but uh, unfortunately they're surrounded by a big bucket of poop. <laughs> and the Durant, actually, uh, give him kudos. He, he got Durant. Well, actually, the prior owner he inherited this team, so the prior owner got Durant at a discount rate because of his injury last year. So, frankly, forty six bucks to pay and keep her salary for Durant is great for him. But yes, then you s- s- surrounded him with a trash heap. He did get. He also he got Justice Justice Winslow in the um, reserve draft, so he's got him as a minor league player. I I like that kind of stash. Those are yeah. those are the players I like to stash in the minor league draft. Um, uh, and didn't he, and he traded for Demarcus Cousins? Yeah, which didn't um, give, didn't give up much either. So I mean, he's much. That was, he he is definitely going with the stars and scrubs approach. Um, hence all the scrubs we mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah. One one more guy uh, we'll talk about Eric Katuri. Um, Katuri is the the he was the Conley champion. He won Conley for twenty two bucks. Um, mm-hmm. He has some other good pieces. Uh, Dragic for fifteen. John Wall for twenty two. Those are some great point guard. Ricky Rubio for eight. So he's he's stacked at point guard. Um, he's also got Tim Duncan. He got for eleven dollars last night. So that's solid. Derek. Derek Favors is a twelve dollar. Though, though a little more solid head to head, where you can, you know, you know when they're going to rest Duncan and he's going to have weeks where he doesn't play much. Roto, you worry about the game count a little. Yeah, and this is weekly lineup, so I mean, you just got to stay on top of it. Um, in a week when, you know, maybe in a week when the Spurs play three games and you've got a decent bench, a bench big man who you can plug mm-hmm. in there who has four games, you know that guy's healthy. Um, might be worth resting Duncan at certain times. I could see that. Um, with Katuri, the the only thing I have 
to make fun of him on. And I'll, I'll admit, this really isn't... He didn't air here. It, it's it's an okay price, but he got P.J. Tucker for $7. Um, it was more along the lines of the scenario and, and the flow of the draft at that time. Um, you had you had a lot of players going for that 5 to $10 range, and most of them were what I would consider much better options than P.J. Tucker. Um, but... Eric got to a bidding war on PJ Tucker and paid seven dollars. I wonder who would have who would have bid against him for such a fine player. Who was that? Who? Oh wait, that was me. That was me. Yes, you know I fell in love with Tucker's one point four steals, and I always think steals, regardless of format, is something that too many um, fantasy players ignore or undervalue. And uh, I was thinking I could use a boost in steals. So yes, I indeed got into a bid war. Uh, Tucker also hitting more than one three a game, um, but you know the rest. You're looking at forty four percent shooting, nine points, six seven boards. So the rest is pretty not helpful. But uh, he is a sneaky steals play when if you find yourself in trouble yeah, with that yeah. particular category. I, and and he's going to play a lot of games. You know he played seventy eight last year, eighty one before the year before that, seventy nine before that. So also durable and durable guys. You have to bounce up a little in the uh, rotisserie format. Seven dollars is not horrible in this format for Tucker. Um, you know he's on on Yahoo. He or I'm sorry on CBS. He is ranked 101 um, projected ranking for for your drafts. He is being drafted in 60 percent of their leagues. So he, he's a legit player in a league of this size. My only worry is. You know, kind of like Denver, um, Phoenix isn't going to be as bad as Denver, but I still think they're kind of like, uh, yes, they got Tyson Chandler, but they're still rebuilding in, in some fashion. They have younger guys. I've never been a fan of Tucker or much of a believer of him. And you've got guys like TJ Warren, who's been playing pretty good this preseason. Mm-hmm. And I and also, they have Alex Len. They have Tyson Chandler. They can go with a bigger lineup and move Morris over to small forward at times. I I just I wouldn't be surprised if Tucker sees a drop in minutes this year. Well there's certainly more upside in TJ Warren and uh, I have him actually on my development squad. Uh I'd love to see them move Morris to small forward. You know, Tucker's thirty years old, so the future is not with PJ Tucker. Uh but they've got him you know we have him top of the small forward depth chart now. Uh but uh, especially if the season heads south for Phoenix, which it could taking minutes away from T.J. Warren and for a veteran like P.J. Tucker does not make a whole lot of sense. No, I agree with that. Now, there's one last guy I want to talk about um, from the auction last night, which I think there are a lot of surprises. There were a lot of guys who went for cheap. Um, Al Jefferson went for 15. I mean, basically, you have this big rush of money spent early in the draft. You have a lot of the big-name guys going everyone's filling up their roster spots, especially positions like center where you can only start three centers in a given week. Um, so one guy who went for an absolute dirt cheap price was Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard went for $5. Um, this is by far other than maybe when he was injured. This is the lowest I've ever seen him valued in a draft auction, whatever format it is. Um, what was your? That, you know that that is so true. I, I, I'm so used to him being overvalued. Just the opposite. I'm so used to him yeah. always being yeah. overvalued. Such a big name, all star. You know, free agent darling. Blah blah blah. 
that I'm always happy to have somebody else uh, take him, especially with his back and the game count problems. He only played 41 games last year. you got to figure they're going to rest him down the stretch this year as well. We've got him forecasted as what I would call a generous 70 games we expect him to play this year. Um, clearly, guys scared off by the atrocious free throw shooting. Um, that's not going to change how it is what he is. Uh, but certainly for five bucks, getting a block and a half a game, 17 points, 12, you know, this is what we're projecting. He had 16 points and 11 rebounds last year. Um, I know there are guys that think he's going to be healthier, you know, than he was last year. Uh, he's still only 29, so that was a little shocking. Uh, I kicked myself. You know, I have DeAndre Jordan, so I already have my uh, center who can't hit free throws spot filled. I couldn't go, but for six bucks, maybe I should have tanked free throws. I don't know. Like, uh, but I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, uh, why did you not jump in on Howard? Well, it's so I actually my first two years in this league, I owned Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I am convinced there is absolutely no way to win a rotisserie league with Dwight Howard on your team. Um, you, ha- you can't tank free throw percentage. You can't be last in free throw percentage. So that means you have to st- stock up on you know guys who shoot high volume free throws and hit at a really high clip, 80%, 90%. I mean, if you're, if you're combining him with James Harden, and a couple other dudes who, who shoot 80-90% and, and they shoot a lot of free throws, you might be able to offset it enough to win in a rotisserie, rotisserie league. But the hundreds of, of leagues I've ever played in, the only time anyone with Dwight Howard does well in the standings is in a head-to-head categorical yeah. league. I, I just can't buy it. I can't do him no matter how – if he would have went for two bucks – I, pr- I probably wouldn't have gone in on him. It sounds uh. foolish. Like it's, I, and I know the owner, uh, Sean Riley, was really excited about getting for five bucks, and I totally understand why. The dude is going to have. I think he's going to average 16, 17 points. You know, eleven rebounds, couple blocks. I, I don't think he's going to be have the health issues he had last year. I think he's going to be better, healthier. Like you said, he's only twenty nine. The back injury, the back surgery is even further away. I had I personally had the same back surgery. Um, Rob Gronkowski also had it. Look how awesome he's doing this year. Um, the further you get away from it, the, the, the more you regain your old self and your own physicality, uh, your own ability to do things. I mean, I am, I am a monster now compared to two years ago. Um, oh, amen, brother. I mean, I can, I could barely move for the first 18 months after the surgery, but but I, I feel a lot better now. I mean, just ask my wife. I very, very limber. Oh, 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 oh. yes, sir. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I think on that note of you, your wife, and Dwight Howard, and all of your backs, let's let's bring this to a close, sir. What do you think? Let's do it. So, thanks everyone for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com. Uh, again, we're available on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, Free free train whistles every time you listen. Um, <laughs> rate and review us. Uh, good luck with your drafts this weekend. We know, we know this is the big draft weekend. Uh, my final one is on Monday. Looking forward to it and looking forward to hearing from you guys and answering your questions on Twitter. Uh, 
reach reach us there at Roto Shannon and at Ken Kreitz. Thank you to our good friends at DraftKings.com. Remember, you can use Roto Hoops uh, for a special promotional value. Uh, let's close with words from a, a legendary player, but a lousy GM, Joe Dumars. He said, "On good teams, coaches hold player, players accountable. On great teams, players hold players accountable." Adios, amigos. Shannon and the K Train are leaving the station. Oh come on. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I need to warn you more. They're gonna kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.